All right, well, welcome back or welcome to this podcast on the Colorado Buffalo football program. Uh, my name is Trevor Monroe, and it's been a minute, but the Buffs just wrapped up their uh, 2022 spring practices. So I'm going to walk through some of the uh, observations and analysis that I have on the Buffs uh, focal areas this spring on some of the strengths and challenges as they seek to get through this week without any major uh, losses to the portal. May 1st is the uh, deadline for uh, players to enter the portal if they want to be eligible uh, next spring. So I will dive into my reflections, uh, which are based on a report, which you can find links to in the show notes, or you can also follow me on Twitter at Trevmon28 to find links there uh, to my free newsletter, as well as uh, uh, a post-spring report, which contains a lot of good stats if you're kind of a stat geek like me. So let's jump in. All right, the way I'll structure this, I'll just uh, offer some uh, broad uh, reflections on how the spring went, some of the trends that I'm seeing and some of the challenges as well. And then uh, in the next section, I'll get into the position by position recap. So um, so the buffs, I think, uh, are trending up. I truly believe that as a program. Uh, I think there uh, are a few things to that are very noticeable by myself and others who follow the program pretty closely. Uh, The Buffs have added six new coaches this year, and by all accounts, they really do seem to uh, bring a lot to the table in terms of chemistry. Some of them have been uh, connected to one another through uh, previous coaching um, gigs, and uh, they they genuinely uh, seem uh, to like one another, and this... uh, was something that Adam Munster Tiger from Buff Stampede, he had a post on the uh, one of the forums uh, that he runs talking about. He really feels like it's the best chemistry from a coaching standpoint he's seen since he's covered the Buffs, which has been probably 15 or more years or so. So um, that's good. I think you also see it in some position groups. Noah Fenske had an interview uh, on DNVR podcast, but he talks about the chemistry that's uh, developing on the offensive line, how they're really trying to be leaders of, of the chain. So I think that's really uh, a good sign that chemistry and culture is a real thing and it seems to be uh, uh, genuinely happening in Boulder. Another uh, big thing to talk about is there's much more emphasis on the 4-3 on the defensive side of the ball. Not that we haven't seen a little bit of this before, but uh, Coach Wilson's talking about, you know, last year the strength was probably at linebacker with Carson Wells and Nate Lamon. This year they have depth, they have experience on the defensive line, and uh, included in that defensive line are the edge players. Uh, so uh, they are trying to um, amp up the pass rush this year and takeaways, and they, uh, I think the staff believes that this move uh, should be able to to do both of those things. Uh, we heard a lot about the, the young corners. Of course, this position group was hard hit by the portal transfers. Two great starters left the program uh, in the offseason. But uh, if there's ever a position group that had a lot of promise in the freshmen, the returning freshmen, now sophomores, and a few early enrollees that made a splash uh, this spring, I think we can 
uh, rest easier that the floor of this group is high. There's depth there. They're young, uh, but they uh, had a very good spring. And uh, another point of emphasis is the communication on the defensive side of the ball. I did attend the first scrimmage, and I could hear vouch that I heard a lot of. Uh, communication from the linebacking group, uh, defensive line, backfield, just lots of chatter. And the reason uh, we gathered from Mark Smith and others is a lot of times last year, uh, the buffs were just out of position and, um, you know, better communication being on the same page will help them play faster. Another thing will help them play faster is just the second year in Coach Wilson's system. So hopefully the football school, the experience, the reps are paying off and they should be able to get in position um, you know, improve statistically this year. Speaking of statistics, the offensive line, I really do think has a chance to be one of the biggest movers in college football in terms of some of the advanced statistics. Um, I think Coach Devan is uh, the the right coach for the group. He's a technician. He's a teacher. Uh, We've got three uh, returning starters who kind of had to go through it, to grow through it last year, especially at the tackle position. They've uh, got a a new addition, a couple new additions, uh, and there's a few players that should be ready to step into starting roles, but depth is an issue. I'll get into that later. Um, The offense, from what we gather, it will be physical, uh, starting with a running game, but it will be multiple. Uh, They will do certain concepts out of similar formations and the same concepts out of different formations. So there'll be a rhyme between the the passing game and the running game. But one thing that uh, Coach Sanford, the offensive coordinator, is emphasizing is that they're going to distribute the ball around. Same with uh, Clay Patterson, the tight ends coach, who's the passing game coordinator. But Mike said through the first three practices, the wide receivers got 29 balls, the tight ends 25 balls and the running backs caught 20. So I think that'll be a hallmark uh, of the offense that uh, they will look to get the ball to the to the right read, to the open uh, player, depending on what the defense is giving them. So as always, there, uh, there are lots of challenges, lots of gaps to fill. Uh, I think the biggest, um, uh, I guess, leverage points are the play of the quarterback and the offensive line. So I'll start there. Uh, I think the quarterback room will be able to elevate its game. This will depend on strong competition between Brennan Lewis and JT Shrout. But I do um, believe that Brennan Lewis is getting better in his reads and his release uh, from what I gathered, in the, especially in the second scrimmage. And uh, JT Shrout certainly has arm talent um, that was noticeable. I watched him after the first scrimmage he stayed out there uh, extra long and i'm really impressed with his there's no question he can get the ball out of his hands so both of them will have uh, will need to push each other and need and need to elevate the play of that room and the good news is we just got uh, quality depth i wouldn't say quality depth but we got we have depth there we don't know if it's quality or not yet um but that should allow you know brendan brendan lewis to play uh with use his legs and maybe take a bit more, a few more risks, um, offensively. Okay. Um, the offensive line, I think there is a big question mark there, whether or not they have quality depth. I don't think they do. They, uh, they're standing at 14 scholarship players. I think the norm is probably, probably about 15 scholarship players. Uh, but the thing is there were three, uh, young players who we don't know 
much about, although I guess Anna Munstrager did say he's hearing good things about Jackson Anderson, but he was hurt. He's a guard. Uh, Edgar Amaya was also out this spring. And, uh, same thing for uh, Gerard Christian Lichtenhan at tackle. So I don't know if the staff got much uh, chance to evaluate those players, um, but by the end of the spring showcase, they were just limping through with six offensive linemen. So we're bringing in four players as it stands. I do think they'll keep shopping and try to uh, deepen the offensive line, but I'm really confident in that first group. Um, same thing with safety. I don't think we quite have the experience or uh, depth at safety for sure. We heard a lot of noise from the, the walk-ons, which is good. Uh, and it's great if they're good enough to be on the one and two, but I'd like to see them um, prove that by by beating out a few more players. So hopefully they, they find depth in the portal, at least one more safety to bring in. Um, and then also, I think at running back, I it was thin this spring, Fontenot, uh, uh, Jaylee Stacks and um, uh, Deion Smith were the only three scholarship players. Fontenot uh, sat out the scrimmages, uh, but we do have incomers. We have uh, a, a transfer from Sam Houston, uh, Ramon Jefferson. We have Victor Van, a freshman, and the option of another freshman, Hankerson, who's slated for a gray shirt. But uh, I think the, the 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 addition of those players should. Uh, keep that room in decent enough shape. Uh, and the other place uh, where they probably are looking, they are looking in the portal. They made a few offers uh, at inside linebacker, um, but they have moved to a 4-3. So we have uh, like a Sam, Mike, and a Will. And I think we're, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we have, we have pretty good baseline there with the players we have. Uh, and there were a few other players that stepped up like Ewan Carey and Isaac Hurtado. Um, and my sense is that the edge players too, some of those uh, edge types like uh, Yoshka Gustav, Alvin Williams, uh, maybe Zion Montgomery and uh, Jamar Montgomery, sorry, McGall- Zion McGalley and Jamar Montgomery, they probably can also provide some depth at those uh, Sam and uh, Will positions. So uh, it's probably more the middle linebacker that they would really, if they can get somebody with a lot of experience and season the linebacker, they probably would, would take it. All right, so that's it for the kind of strengths and weaknesses or challenges, I should say. Uh, Next, let's get into the position by position um, evaluation. All right, I'm going to kind of power through the position group analysis. it's based on a more in-depth report that I have. You can find links in the show notes, lots of statistics uh, there, but I'll pull out a few key metrics for each position group. So starting with the offensive line, I actually think they have an opportunity to be the most improved offensive line in the country. And I say that because I really think Kyle Devan's the, the right man for the job. He's a, he's a teacher and kind of a technician and the offensive line themselves, the players seem to be really, uh, really appreciate what he brings to the table. Um, so there were a six, six offensive linemen, maybe seven, um, that had really good springs and the rest, not so much. They were injured, uh, and out of the picture. So, uh, the top six, um, you know, starting with the tackles, I think 
both Jake Wiley and Frank Phillip have uh, have the talent to be really good, solid tackles. They just need to clean up some stuff and be committed, you know, to continual development, physical and uh, mental and technique. And I and I think both those guys are smart and capable, uh, and will be in good shape. Uh, the guards, Casey Roderick, he's looking like he's in the best shape of his career. And then Tommy Brown, the transfer from Alabama, is stepping right in at left guard. And he's already being, I think, really uh, accepted by the team and the coaches. Uh, at center, you've got Noah Fenske and Austin Johnson. Two guys have been around the program. They're competing to start there. And whoever doesn't uh, get that position will be a good backup, both at center at, and at guard as well. Um, it's possible, I think, uh, Noah Fenske can also play some tackle if needed. Um so those guys had good springs. Uh, Travis Gray also had a good spring. He's an early enrollee. He was a freshman, so he, it was important for his development to get to get in there and play with the second team. Uh, unfortunately, can't say the same about some of these uh, redshirt freshmen, like Edgar Amaya and Anderson Jackson, a couple of guards, but they were dinged up. So not sure the staff or anyone else had a good chance to evaluate whether or not their quality depth. And then Gerard Christian Lichtenhan, uh, Tank, he's a 6'10 tackle. He was held out of the scrimmages. So um, we there is, there is concern about that second line that just was not a good spring for the second unit, good, good, good spring for the first unit. There will be some help on the way, hopefully to raise the floor, bring quality depth. So we've got three tackles. We've got Aaron Eckhart. He's a transfer from Arizona. He was actually recruited by Coach Devan when Coach Devan was there. Uh, Alex Harkey, he's a uh, transfer from JUCO. And Carter Edwards is a f- incoming freshman. He's a tackle. And then we have another uh, inside guy, Van Wells. They will join this summer. But I do think uh, the staff is still looking for another player from the portal, an offensive lineman who can, who can contribute. So what do they need to focus on? A lot of things, but a couple of them. One is opportunity rate, which is a metric by football outsiders. And that's basically a proxy. Did the line do its job uh, in the running game? And in that metric, they're ranked 129th. In the pass block efficiency metric, also by football outsiders, they ranked 127th. So they need to, you know, lots of room for improvement. And I'm confident they will as long as they can stay healthy. Um, Okay, so moving on, let's go to the quarterback. Of course, we need to upgrade that position to the play there. Uh, Brennan Lewis, I think, had a good spring. Um, He's improving on his reads and his release. JT Shrout participated in drills, but he'll be back to full speed in the summer. Those two uh, really need to push each other, elevate each other. Um, uh, And behind them, uh, the good news is we have bodies. Last year, we had two uh, healthy quarterbacks that were scholarship players. This year, we'll have at least five when uh, Owen McCowan arrives this this uh, this summer. But we saw Maddox Cop. He's a big kid, made some nice throws, also made some shaky throws. We have Drew Carter, seemed to have a, you know, not too flashy, not too bad, not too good uh, spring. Uh, James Mott, perhaps because he's a walk-on, he, he actually did uh, impress me or exceed expectations, but I think those three are competing uh, for the depth chart at number three. Um, what we really need to improve, I had a couple of statistics to, to pull out. Uh, well, 
I think whoever gets the job, they're just going to be best at operating the offense. There's a lot on the quarterbacks in this new offense in terms of decision-making, um, RPO, some other things to spread the ball around, but that's who's going to start. Uh, hopefully, whoever starts, they'll also improve their average time to throw. Last year, B. Lewis was 3.19. I'd love to see that get up to 2.6, but for him, he's got some room, wiggle room, because he can use his legs. But his average depth of target last year was really poor. It was like 159th out of QBs with 20% of the throws. Um, he needs to get improve that. I'm pretty. I like his deep ball, but his intermediate game uh, needs to you know improve his targets and completions uh, there. So yeah, it's a two man race. We'll see how it shakes out. But uh, I'd love to see both of them. You know, in the mix next year, we'll we'll need two quality quarterbacks. The wide receiver room. Uh, the good news we have uh, Phil McKagan. He and Carl Durrell, I think, with their professional background, they're probably arguably uh, the best coach coaches uh, wide receiver position groups, the best coach group in college football, um, and that should bode well. I know we lost some talent last year into the portal. But Daniel Arias also has a lot of talent and looks like he uh, is vying for that number one position group this year. Uh, he'll benefit from the coaching he's getting, uh, and I think he'll be targeted a lot more consistently. Um, RJ Sneed is an incoming transfer. Looks like a good number one or number two option. His route running is sharp. He looks like uh, somebody who knows where to go to find the, weak, you know, the soft spots in the defense. He's catching everything his way. Montana Lomonius Craig. Really high on this kid. Um, he had a good spring, and then we had the rest because I, you know, we had some injuries. So Chase Penry, Ty Robinson, a couple promising uh, sophomores. They were both dinged up, and then some seniors, uh, Maurice Bell and J Jalen Jackson. They were both also limited, but uh, with those two kind of those up and comers and those, those those seniors who could you know also factor in the mix, they're they're savvy, they're uh, explosive. I think we've got a good mix of kind of veteran presence and uh, uh, talent in the room. They'll be joined by an influx of talent next fall. So Grant Page, he was actually already on campus, but he was injured. Uh, and then a couple of kids from Texas, Jordan Tyson, Jane, uh, Chase Sowell, uh, will round out the room. But they... Uh, I think I think we're in good shape here. I think Phil McKagan will uh, get this group where they need to be. Uh, like I said, I think I'd like to see that average depth of target improve. Part of that's you know route running, um, and part of its scheme and quarterback. But the pass route grades they're currently in the 60s. I'd love to see those jump up into the 70s. One other guy to to mention. So a couple of uh, walk-ons like Jack Hysteria and again the, another guy Harrison, they had good springs. But Jack Hysteria, especially, he was consistently mentioned. So keep an eye on him. He may factor in uh, the depth chart down the line. But I'm going to stick with Daniel Arias, uh, R.J. Snead, and Montana Lamonius Craig as the top three. Uh, but I don't think there's much drop off down the line in talent. So it's a good room. Uh, can't say that quite the same about the tight end group. I think we have two guys who are going to be able to do what they're asked to do and a couple other guys who are intriguing uh, but haven't quite uh, stepped up, and they were also dinged up this uh, this spring. 
So uh, Brady Russell, he led the team in receptions and receiving yards last year. Uh, we do know the tight end's going to play a much more important role, so that should only go up uh, this year. Clay Patterson's the new tight end coach. He's also the passing game coordinator. And we saw early signs like freshman Eric Olson, who had a really good spring. He was catching a lot of passes early on. Uh, Austin Smith had a good start. He, he missed the finale, but he he was in the mix in that that first scrimmage, and he showed some you know uh, showed showed he can run. He was targeted deep. We didn't see Khalib Fourier. Didn't see too much Elise Prasarello. He was injured in that first spring. Uh, so Austin Smith, Khalib Fourier, Luis Luis Passarello, I think we need one of those guys to step up at least because this new system is going to put two tight ends on the field and at times and it will be an important factor so uh we'll see i i wouldn't be shocked i guess if uh the staff hit the portal for somebody who's who's uh just a can't miss tight end prospect but i don't think they have that luxury and i do think they have the the talent in the room they just need to have somebody step up and develop that talent um so the key metrics i think for the tight end group, it's targets. That's almost certainly going to improve. It's blocking grades. There's going to be a lot of rhyme between you know, what they do in running formations and passing formations. So, whoever gets the snaps, they're going to have to be you know be good blockers as well. Um, and then pass route grades. Currently, you know Brady Russell is probably the only one to, that really had reps last year. He he had a pretty good grades offensively, uh, but they're in the high 60s. I'd love to see those in the 70s. Um, okay, moving on to running backs, another group that didn't have a, a great spring. Uh, There's only three scholarship running backs because of attrition, uh, and one of those, Alex Fontenot, was dinged up. He didn't scrimmage. So Deion Smith and Jaylee Stacks got most of the reps. Deion Smith's more of a uh, running uh, tailback, whereas Jaylee Stacks is a hybrid, um, kind of the only, only fullback on the roster too. Uh, so that gave opportunities. Johnny, uh, Charlie Offerdahl stepped up. Uh, he scored a few times in the you know, scrimmages, and he showed, I think, that he can do the job if needed. Uh, but I suspect uh, we're going to lean heavily on Ramon Jefferson. He'll probably compete to be you know, kind of a co-starter with Alex Fontenot when he arrives on campus this summer. He's an FCS All-American from Sam Houston. Also looking forward to see what Victor Venn provides, because if he can... Uh, if he can be a pass catcher with his speed, I think he'll get a shot to contribute early. Um, and then there's the option of uh, taking Anthony Hankerson, another incoming freshman, off of his gray shirt uh, if, if needed. But the way I think it'll shake out, it'll probably be Alex Fontenot and Ramon Jefferson, kind of the, the tailbacks. There's not a lot of drop-off by with Deion Smith, so there's quality depth there uh, as well. And then Jaylee Stacks, he'll be used in certain power formations, but also as a kind of a fullback receiver out of the backfield. Um, and, you know, I think it's just keep, keep, uh, don't, don't uh, regress from last year. Uh, they had pretty decent grades. Uh, they were in, you know, high 60s and 70s. Uh, love to see all those in the mid 70s for run grades for pass block grades and then receiving. That's one area I think they will get more shots as receivers this year. So they need to work on that part of their game. Uh, so yeah, let's let's see how things shake out. But Alex Fontenot, good, 
good baseline. Let's hope Ramon Jefferson can also uh, carry the load as well. Those two will probably share uh, most of the reps next season. All right, that's the offense. Uh, one thing I think they need to work on as a whole is just staying on the field. They were 127th in time of possession last year, something like that, 127, 126. So uh starts with, I think, the play of the offensive line and the quarterbacks. Uh, but if they can improve that, they're going to do, do a lot to improve the defense because the defense was pretty solid last year. They were just kind of abused in the, in the amount of time they were they were left out there. Uh, the strength of the defense this year is the defensive line. And uh, as I mentioned, they're moving to this 4-3, and that plays to the strengths of the team. So when I'm going to talk about the defensive line, I'm going to talk about like the defensive end and the interior guys, but also in the 4-3, it's going to be the edge players. So we're pretty we're pretty well stocked in both of those um, in both of those position groups as much as any on the defense. So Terrence Lang returns at defensive end. Jalen Sammy and Naeem Rodman will be the interior guys, and I think all three of those guys are uh, you know next level players. I really do. Um, there's a statistic I look at because we're focusing on pass rush, but pass. Pass rush productivity, it's a combination of sacks, hits, hurries, uh, pressures, things like that. Uh, returning from last year, actually, Jalen Sami had the best PRP. It was 3.5. The year before, Terrence Lang had a 4.8. And what I've seen from Naeem Robin, uh, you know, it's hard to tell he's going against his own players, but he's really looking good in spring, uh, the most disruptive defensive lineman I saw spring, actually. Um, so we've got a good top three there. Janaz Jordan and Justin Jackson are, are a couple of seniors that will also uh, be very heavy in the rotation. And um, then I guess you've got this third tier, which includes Ryan Williams, Tyus Martin, and Alan Baugh. Uh, of those three, I think Ryan Williams uh, was running with the twos, Alan Baugh with the threes, and, and Tyus Martin was out uh, for most of, most of the scrimmages, but I do think he, he worked into that final scrimmage and didn't expect that, but I did see number 95. Um, so as a, as a group, we're hearing good things uh, from those guys. On, on the edge, we have uh, a lot of potential there. Uh, so the way I think this is going to work, I saw it work. Like in the first scrimmage, you saw those um, Terrence Lang, Jalen Sami, Naeem Rahman, and like Guy Thomas, one edge was up there in the 4-3. In the second scrimmage, you saw two interior linemen and two edges. So I'm going to talk about the edge players right now, which I'm really excited about. So Guy Thomas and Jamar Montgomery are both back. They're seniors. Guy Thomas uh, had the most ed, uh, snaps last year. Uh, he looks the part. Jamar Montgomery, I'm actually much higher than on him than I've ever been. He just looks like he's in excellent uh physical shape and anecdotally i've heard from some of the players that he has the best uh, pass rush on the team and since he flashed in the scrimmages and looked really powerful uh, i really like what we have in him uh, and guy thomas um, behind those two my two favorite players perhaps my favorite players alvin williams uh, just really glad to see him come on strong this spring he's a disruptive force he's always around the ball um, and then Devin Grant, 
we saw both those guys in the field uh, uh, last season uh, times uh, with Washington, I think against Utah too. But um, they remind me of Chad Brown and Ronnie Wolfork, two greats on the edges. And uh, it may not be next year, but I wouldn't be surprised we see those guys in the field at the same time. Another guy, Chance Main, he's a transfer. He was running with the twos and the ones. Um, he plays both like five technique on the edge and also moves a little bit inside to that three technique as defensive end. Um, so all those guys had great springs and looking forward to what they bring. Zion McGalley is also a, a young player, but he he had a good spring um, showing like pass rush skills and uh, just around the ball a lot too. Guy who wasn't out there, who I like, Yoshka Gustav. He uh, he's got somebody who can play in the ground, but also in pass coverage. So we'll see where he went winds up. He might be a hybrid type who also plays one of the uh, the three positions in the four three. Um, the key metric, I think, is sack rate. I mean, there's more than that, but they really want to get more pressure on the ball. So I think the starters you have: Terrence Lang, Naim Rodman, Jalen Sami. And then I'll name two edge guys, uh, although only one or sometimes two will be in there in the 4-3, Guy Thomas and Jamar Montgomery. And there's not much drop-off definitely on the edge at all. Uh, and there's maybe only a little bit of drop-off on the interior with the second team. So I really like the outlook on the defensive line. I love the move to the 4-3. Uh, so let's go to the... The other backers, the inside and outside backers. Um, so there will be in this new scheme, um, like Sam, strong side, weak side, and middle linebacker. On the middle, you got Quinn Perry. He had a good spring, and Mr. Williams did too, like what I saw in both those guys. Um, Robert Barnes, he's becoming, you know, he had a great finish last year, uh, very athletic kid. He's probably your will linebacker, he'll be used in coverage. Um, and you've got Marvin Ham, another athletic backer who came on this spring. So I actually liked, you know, that they can stay healthy. Uh, I think there's some question marks for sure on the depth. Um, so you've got Isaac Hurtado, Juco kid. He looked good in the second scrimmage as did Owen Carey actually in coverage. Um, trying to think who else you have there is for this, this, uh, we've got an incoming freshman, Aubrey Smith from Georgia who will provide some backup, but they've already signaled they're kind of looking to the portal to see if they can't bring in someone with experience. Um, but the key metrics, I think, uh, especially in this 4-3, is coverage. They need to really upgrade their coverage. Uh, last year, their coverage grades were uh, not so good. They're in the 50s, below something, even in the 40s. So love to see those get uh, up to you know 60s and 70s at least. Uh, all right, let's move on to the cornerbacks. They actually had a great spring. We lost, you know, our top starters last year uh, to transfer. But if there's any group that had kind of depth in the room, although very young and unproven depth, it was the cornerback position. Uh, Kalen Moore, Nico Reed, Joshua Wiggins, and, and Tyron Taylor, they had really good springs. So that's good news. I think we can rest easier. We have a high floor. Um, Nigel Bethel was a starting nickel last year. He was out this spring, but he should compete for one of those spots. Um, some guys have been around, like Jalen Stryker, Torrent Pittman. They were out there this spring. Didn't see anything not to like. 
Uh, and we heard that Jason Oliver early in the role Lee was a really good pickup, although he was held out of the scrimmages. So I, uh, I'm, uh, I guess optimistic. We have the corners to fill the spots. We may not have, you know, the, the ups, the high side, but we, but they will get the job done. Um, and they need to get, you know, obviously better in coverage. Their grades were in the sixties. I'd love to see those get up to seventies for those who return. Um, and then takeaways per game. Uh, CU just did not do a good job in the takeaway game, but I think this year with the focus on four, three more pass rush, uh, we should see that improve. So I'm going to go with starters like Nico Reed. Uh, it could be Kalen Moore, but I, I'm going to stick with Nigel Bethel, um, although he wasn't around this spring, and then Tyron Taylor at uh, at nickel. Um, but I don't think there's much drop between uh, most of these guys on this list. And there will be a few additional guys, Simeon Harris and Kayshawn Mills as incoming freshmen. So uh, I rest easier. I hope new coach Rod Chance uh, seems like a, a solid coach. He should he should have them uh, performing at, a, at a, an acceptable level. Uh, safety and less uh, optimistic. I, I, I like Isaiah Lewis. He's the team's leading re- uh, tackler. He returns um, at strong safety. And I really like Trevor Woods. He's ready to start. Um, but the because Isaiah Lewis was out and because we just don't have a lot of depth to begin with uh, in this room, we saw a lot of uh, of walk-ons kind of flash this this scrimmage, which is good. And I think the walk-ons are going to be a part of this program for sure. So I wouldn't be surprised at safety that one of these guys may earn a scholarship. So Anthony Lyle's been around the program for a while. Um, He was going with the ones uh, we saw a couple of guys like Ben Finiseth and Jordan Wolverton. They converted from the offense. Uh, Jordan Wolverton had a few interceptions, so he he caught some headlines and, and turned some heads in both scrimmages, actually. So that that's a good sign. Um, but to really believe it, I think I'd like to see them beat out some, uh, you know, some of the scholarship players who just weren't there this spring. So we have Oki, Oki Salvea. He's a, he's a freshman. He was on campus, but he was injured. Uh, we'll have Dylan Dixon, our top recruit. He's a safety coming in. I think he has an immediate chance to be on the depth chart uh, if he's ready. Javier Smith will not be ready, but he may, uh, at least not immediately, but he could add depth if he if he gets ready by some point in the uh, in the fall. So they do need to focus on takeaways. They're, uh, you know, ranked 101st. Their their coverage grades need to improve into the 70s. And tackling, tackling was pretty good actually. Isaiah Lewis he had a high tackle grade in the 70s last year. Uh, oh, I failed to mention Jeremy Jeremy Mack. He's a JUCO transfer, but he'll be in the mix. He'll come on this this uh, summer. So I'm thinking as starters you have uh, Isaiah Lewis and Trevor Woods. And behind them, you probably have Jeremy Mack and Dylan Dixon. We'll see how those uh, Durango guys, Finiseth and, and Wolverton and Lyle, one of those guys will probably also be on the depth chart, possibly, but uh, but possibly not. Um, I do think this is a, an area where we're almost certainly going to bring a, a kid in from the portal to compete here. I won't say much, much about special teams, except I just think we're in good shape. Cole Becker. Uh, is solid. He had a good year last year. Looked good in spring. Ashton Logan 
nothing not to like. Didn't see a lot of him this spring, but I think he's he's got the job. He'll be he'll be fine. He'll also benefit from a year in Turley's uh, conditioning program, as did Josh Watts, to kind of get that leg booming. All right. Sorry for the rush through, but I think we're done with that. Uh, um, if you do want more statistics, I got a lot more where those came from. Check out the links in the show notes or follow me online. I also post links there at uh, uh, my social media, Trevmon28. And thanks for tuning in. You are a diehard fan officially if you listen this long. Um, I will probably check in one more time or, or two over the summer. Uh, we'll have three or so um, uh, do I want to do this? Yeah, I'll do this. <laughs> uh, who's listening at this point anyway, but I will, I will talk just a little bit about roster management. So, uh, the buffs have, you know, they have to stay in our 85 scholarships, which shouldn't be too hard of a job because I think they're at 82, 83 right now. They have three positions. I'm told I, I trust, uh, by the fan sites to use on scholarships. So, uh, normally you get 25, new contacts a year. Uh, the buffs are standing, I think at 30 actually. And then you get seven, uh, transfer replacements to you know, replace transfers who entered the portal after December, after the end of last season. So because the buffs can do that, they should be able to add up to 32, but they somehow got an extra spot. Maybe there was a holdover from last year or something. So those three spots can go to any one of uh, three or four position areas, which I really think uh, need some help. So one is offensive line. I think they need to err on the side of having at least one more versatile offensive lineman get the best one that they can get. Uh, secondly, safety. I mean, they could use two safeties, to be quite honest with you. I just don't think they have the luxury of adding two, but they need to get one, I think. Um and then I, I can tell that they've already offered a few middle linebackers. So that that's a signal that they're looking for one more person. Both those guys have experience. So uh, chances are if they get one of those guys, uh, that will be one of the other areas they use it on. And then the final position could be an offensive piece, uh, as Carl Durrell put it, uh, and that could go to a, I doubt it's going to go to a running back. I doubt it's going to go to a receiver. Honestly, they might get somebody who's like a kind of a receiving threat, uh, running back. I could see that. I could also see them getting a tight end, honestly. Um, uh, if they're, you know, because the, the tight end is just such an important piece of the offense and if they can get somebody, they have such confidence that will do the running, uh, the, the block, the run blocking and a receiving threat that might be hard to pass up. But I would definitely err on the side of offensive line, safety. I wouldn't mind if they just use all three positions in those two groups. But then the next play, best player at middle linebacker or uh, or an offensive piece. Okay, that does it. That just took a couple more minutes. I salute you if you're still with me. Um, thank you so much. Go Buffs, and we'll check in over the summer. <laughs>